Welcome to the Hackers Back Off podcast, where we teach you how to protect your information online. Brought to you by don'tclickonthat.com. Hey, everybody. I'm Kristen. And I'm Cameron. And this is the Hackers Back Off podcast by don'tclickonthat.com. So today we are going to talk to you about Cambridge Analytica, Facebook, what exactly happened there, and seven steps to securing your social media accounts. Awesome. So, uh, Kristen, what exactly happened with the whole Cambridge Analytica Facebook thing? All right. So Cambridge Analytica is a UK political data firm. They gained access to the private information of more than 50 million Facebook users using a personality quiz. And I'm sure you've seen these quizzes. Some of you might have even taken these quizzes. Heck, I've taken these quizzes before I worked in security. They're fun, they're silly, and they seem harmless, right? Yeah. No, I, I, I love those quizzes. <laughs> I'm pretty sure uh, BuzzFeed was based around the idea of just making mass quizzes. For oh people. my gosh, you're right. BuzzFeed totally got us into these quizzes. And now all these different companies are making these crazy Facebook quizzes. So you know what your cat's Harry Potter character is. Yeah, I'm sorry, Zuckerberg. We shouldn't be hating on you quite as much. We should probably be hating on everyone who made BuzzFeed. But uh, what kind of information exactly were they able to get from us? So uh, the quizzes were designed to scrape private information from the user's Facebook profiles, including information of their friends, and they use these tools to identify the personalities of voters and how to influence their behavior. So it wasn't just the users that actually signed up for the quizzes and took the quizzes, but it was everyone on their friends list. Uh, they were also kind of swept up in this data collection. Correct. Um, so Facebook says that it prohibits this kind of data from being sold or transferred to, I'm quoting, any ad network, data broker, or other advertising or monetization-related service. And... Um, According to them, Cambridge Analytica broke these rules. So um, the company did issue a statement saying that when they learned about the information being collected by Cambridge Analytica, um, they removed the app from its site, and then they demanded that um, they delete, destroy the data and receive a certification that the data had been destroyed by them. And... What Facebook is saying is that Cambridge Analytica said that they complied with this and they um, gave them a certificate verifying that this data had been deleted. I guess the big controversy here is that Facebook did not disclose this happening and Cambridge Analytica did not actually delete all the data. Yeah, no, I heard that it was uh, Facebook more or less sent them a form saying check the box if you deleted the data, but didn't actually do any uh, research into whether or not those steps were actually taken. So um, you're right. And um, so it just came out that they hadn't deleted the data. And um, Facebook is now taking the steps to hire a digital forensics firm to work with them to ensure that all this data has been released erased. And Facebook has also pledged that they're going to do a better job at safeguarding their users' information and privacy moving forward. Now, keep in mind, this story is 
evolving daily. More information is slowly coming out. I think I read today that um, Facebook is now being investigated by the FTC or FCC. Yeah, no, they're uh, they're gonna get regulated at some point. So um, there's a lot of information around this story. but we just wanted to provide a more general understanding because it, it is a lot of information. Like, and it's hard to like grasp, like wrap your head around what exactly happened. Yeah, and unfortunately, a lot of things things are out of our control. So I guess this would be a good time to pivot into how can I, as a uh, Facebook user, better protect my information and hopefully kind of just avoid these situations in the future at least to the extent that I can do so. Right. And I think one of the first steps, this isn't in our um, eight steps of securing your social media accounts yet, but just if you're a Facebook user, one of your first steps should be good to go download your Facebook data. Um, so you are aware of the information that Facebook has on you and how they might use it. Um, so it's very easy to go download your Facebook data. All you have to do is log in your account and go to facebook.com forward slash settings. And on that page, it says general account set settings on the bottom. There's a link that says to download a copy of your Facebook data. Mm-hmm. So um, we're not telling you to delete your Facebook account or anything. <clears throat> um, we kind of think that it should be left up to you, but you should have a general understanding of what information Facebook does have on you and how they might use it. And um, I think we all know Facebook uses advertising a lot, and that's that's why Facebook's free. We're able to use their platform because they do gather information on us and um, are able to give it to advertisers to target us with products. But um, I think it's easy to underestimate the amount of, the amount of information that they do have on us. So I went ahead and deleted my, or I, not deleted, I downloaded my <laughs> Facebook data to see what they had on me. And I'm not going to lie, I was a little disturbed by some of it. Um, I feel like the most disturbing section to me was under their advertising. They had a section called adver- advertisers with your contact information. And I'm not going to lie, I didn't know like half of them. No, it was just like a bunch of random like data collection companies or uh, do you have any like general sense of what these companies did or um, anything like that? Well, some data collection companies and then um, I think some of them were from like recruitment purposes because I work in software engineering and uh, I Googled a couple of the companies and they were agencies that hire software engineers. So I thought that was interesting. I'm not quite sure how they got a hold of that data. But mind you, I've been using Facebook since the year 2005 <laughs> when you had to be part of one of the colleges to get invited of invite it to the platform. So, I mean, I didn't start into security until about two years ago. So, I mean, I could have easily granted someone access to my Facebook, the information in my Facebook account and not been aware of what I was doing at the time. No, I no, I have several accounts that I should probably cl- close that are uh, using my Facebook login. And obviously it's concerning because it's so easy to like, yeah, just log in through Facebook. It's kind of an offhand uh, thing to do, but you really don't think about all the information that you're giving these companies and nobody reads the terms of use because they're legal jargon that nobody Mm -hmm. can differentiate what they're actually saying. 
Um, so yeah, Kristen, would you tell us, uh, maybe the first step in your, uh, keys to keeping yourself online, safe online? Yes, we're going to get to that in one second, Cameron. I just have one more thing to add on top of the whole Facebook Cambridge Analytica thing. Go download your data, and then I just want you to think about, as you're looking through it, what would happen if this information fell into the wrong hands? What would happen if a hacker got access to Facebook's network and all of this information fell into their hands? Think about that as you look over your data and start taking steps to remove some of it, what you can from your Facebook account. And that brings us to our seven steps for securing your social media accounts. So step number one is to create a unique password for each account that you have. Yeah, no, this is, uh, I was actually just telling you earlier today that uh, logging in through Facebook is so easy, it's so convenient, Um, but if we just take the extra step of making an actual password for each account and then saving it in something like LastPass or 1Pass or some sort of password manager, you have all the convenience of uh, logging in through Facebook, but you don't have the security risk of giving up all that data to just Joe Schmo company that walks by and wants you to log in through Facebook. Right. And what Cameron's referencing here is um, when you sign up for like a new website and they have a login with Facebook option instead of creating a new username and account, it's also important to maybe create a separate account for that instead of giving it access to Facebook. But what I'm also talking about is you have several social media accounts. Say you have Facebook, Instagram, Twitter. You want a separate, unique password for each of these accounts. And Look, I've been that person before. Long time ago, I had one strong password, and I thought, this is great. No one is going to guess this password. And I used it for all of my accounts, because who was going to guess my strong password? But if one of those accounts became breached and the passwords were leaked for it, any other account is now at risk because they are using that same password. And it's very easy to guess username because that's easily reusable or even an account that's signed up via a email address instead of a username. It is easy to find someone's email address. So you need to create a unique password for each of those social media accounts. So say if Twitter had a breach, you're not putting your Facebook and your Instagram account also at risk because it shares the same password. And um, as Cameron mentioned before, a password manager is a great way to manage all those passwords. With a password manager like LastPass or 1Password, um, you can store all of those unique, very complicated passwords in the manager. And the only one you have to remember is the one strong master password. And these companies, like they work very hard to make sure that those passwords are um, encrypted. So if someone got access to their database of all your passwords, it would be very hard for them to guess that actual password because it's scrambled with this special encryption key. Um, so a, la- a password manager like LastPass or 1Password or Dashlane is a great resource to restore all those passwords that you're having. Yeah, no, and I, I, I tend to trust them a lot more simply because they're making their money off of being secure for users. They're not worried about 
advertisement or anything else, the better they do at their job, the more money they're going to make. So they're more apt to uh, make sure that our uh, information and our passwords are staying safe. Yes. And, you know, some of those have free account options, which are great, um, but most of them are paid services, but they're such a low cost. I think for LastPass, it costs like $24 a year to store your passwords in there. And you get so many more features with the paid option than you do get with the free option. So even if you do pay for one of those services, it's such a worthwhile worthwhile investment and it, i mean it costs less than your netflix account every month yeah um so let's move on to the second step to securing your social media accounts and that is enabling two-factor authentication so a two-factor authentication when you log into your account you'll enter your username and password and then there will be an additional step to login where you will enter a code that's generated each, it's a different code each time, a one-time code, and um, it's sent to you via a text message or you'll have an authenticator app. Um, but that way, if your password were to fall into the wrong hands, they would also need, the hacker would need the second step to get in your social media accounts. So it's just doubling up on protection, um, just making yourself as secure as possible. Um, obviously there's, there's nothing perfectly secure, but this is going to make you put yourself in a much better situation. Right. And all the social major social media accounts have uh, some form of two factor authentication. For instance, Facebook has their own, they have their own code generator app as part of it. Or I think you can use your um, phone number as mm, your two factor yeah. authentication. Uh, Instagram does have two-factor authentication. It's relatively new. My only beef about the Instagram two-factor authentication is if you have more than one Instagram account because currently you can only use your phone numbers for Instagram's two-factor authentication and um, you can only use it for one account. So say you have two Instagram accounts and you only have one phone number, you kind of have to choose which account has the higher risk to it. And just let's just keep telling Instagram we want an authenticator app as well. Heard. Um, and Twitter also has two-factor authentication. I think that one's relatively recent as well. And they offer an authenticator app. And I know two-factor authentication can get a little confusing. So I do have a guide for this on my website. If you go to don'tclickonthat.com forward slash starter hyphen kit, or you just go there, there's a pop-up when you log on to just don't click on that.com. I have an online survival kit and it talks you through how to make a secure password and how to set up two-factor authentication and some great apps you can use with it. Awesome. And uh, we'll put uh, links to that um, yeah, this I'll, podcast. We're going to um, create some show notes and we are going to have a bunch of resources for how you can safeguard your accounts and find those links. Um, so we are going to move on to step number three, which is to change your privacy settings on your social media accounts. Um, this is a big one with Facebook because you can post publicly or you can post to just your friends. Um, the same goes for your information on your profile. You can have that open to the public or have that open to friends, or I think they even have a friends of friends option. Mm -hmm. Um, 
lock that information down. Unless you have a specific reason for needing that information to be public, make sure you go into their privacy settings and set that to be friends only. America doesn't know that need to know that our cat's name is Neoki. So, yeah. Right. But now we just told them. Cameron. So, it's okay, we'll cut it. Um, why is it important to lock down your information on those accounts? Um, because hackers usually do what they call OSINT. It's open source intelligent gathering. And they will pick a target and they will find out as much information as they can on them. And then they can use that information to leverage their attack. So say an attacker goes to my Facebook and they see me publicly posting about my cat, Nyoki. They might try to send me an email pretending to be Petco, offering me some amazing product or a discount with them. And if I'm not being careful, I might fall for it and they could execute some sort of malicious script on my computer by me clicking on this email. Um, so it's important to keep that information locked down because the less information a hacker can find on you, the less they're able to target you with their attacks. Well, that makes sense because the more personalized the email, let's say, the more apt you are to actually click on it because how would so-and-so know that my cat's name is Miyoki unless I had some contact with this company or this person? Right. So um, we will definitely, that can be a little con like complicated setting your um, privacy settings. So in the show notes, I'm going to have some links on how you can change your privacy settings for um, the major social media accounts. Awesome. Um, so let's move on. Uh, okay. So the next step, this one is specific to Facebook. Step four, hide your friends list. And we'll also have instructions on how you hide your friends list in the show notes. Basically, you just want to make your friends list visible to you and not visible to the public or any of your followers. And there's a very important reason for this. Um, there is an attack called a Facebook cloning attack. Basically, what the attacker does is they take your profile picture and any other public information you have on your Facebook profile, and they create a new Facebook account as you. Kristen 2.0. Yeah. With your name, with your information. If you have posts on your Facebook profile, they can use that information and create new posts. And they start friending all of the friends on your friends list because they can see who you're friends with. And then usually what ends up happening is they start messaging those friends to ask for money. They pretend like you're in trouble or down on your luck and you need help. And they send private messages to ask for money. And um, if you don't have your friends um, visible to anybody you follow, though, it becomes much harder for someone to target your friends as you. No, that makes perfect sense. And I also have a blog post about this, so I'm going to link to the blog post in the show notes. But You're it's shameless. <laughs> <laughs> shameless plug there. Um, so moving on, uh, step number five is to unfriend any people that you do not know on your social media accounts. So say on Facebook, it's so easy to get friends requests and you're like, Maybe I know that person. Maybe I met them at a party once. I think we have a mutual friend. And you click accept. And they suddenly have access 
to all of the information that you have just hidden on your Facebook profile. So after you put the lock on the door, don't open it up for anybody. Right. Make sure you know who the person is on the other side of that request. And even if you do recognize the name, go browse on the Facebook profile to make sure that it looks like a legit Facebook account. Maybe you thought, oh, I thought I was already friends with that person. It must have, they must have gotten removed somehow. I'll add it. Go check your friends list to make sure you're not already friends with that person because they could be the victim of a Facebook cloning attack. So just be very vigilant on who you're accepting friends requests from. Heard. All right. Um, next step, step number six, is to turn on login alerts for your social media accounts. So a nice little email that lets you know when your account's been logged in from a browser or computer that it doesn't recognize. Oh, it's the old, like, uh, the, you're, you've been logged in under a new device warning. Exactly. Um, so not every social media account is going to offer the login alerts option. But the ones that do, you should definitely take advantage of it. Facebook and Twitter both have this option. I believe LinkedIn probably has it. Um, Instagram doesn't yet. But I'm hoping with their new addition to two-factor authentication that they will continue to strengthen their security settings and give us more options to be notified in case your account is uh, accessed from a device that you have not already, already authorized. So yeah, set up those login alerts and keep an eye on your email. Whatever email you tell them to send those to, keep an eye out in case one comes through. And you can revoke access to those devices if it's from one you don't recognize. Cool. And uh, step seven? Step seven. This is the last step. Um, I want you to clean out any third-party apps that have access to your account. So this is kind of um, what Cameron was talking about earlier with the easy, you know, login with Facebook option for these outside accounts. Um, I want you to go into Facebook settings and look at a list of them. And if there are any that you don't use anymore, revoke that access. Because not only are you giving that other account access to your Facebook information, you're giving Facebook access to that other account, depending on what settings the receiving account has. So it's kind of just limiting not only your trust of this other third-party account, but also what information you want Facebook to have access to. And that also includes like games that you might have played through Facebook. Like if you're not using Farmville anymore, go ahead and delete access Stop to using that. Farmville. <laughs> you're too old for this. You, you downloaded it like five years ago. But just go through those accounts and clean them out. Um, sometimes those third-party accounts, like maybe you were playing a game a while ago, um, those counts might like, um, I'm trying to, I'm thinking of a situation. Uh, so say you're playing a game and that account, like that game just becomes not popular anymore. And the people that were making the game have given up on, um, managing it or adding new pr features to it or anything. And they're not looking at the security of this game that now has access to your Facebook profile. This has happened so many times where that third-party app has gotten breached and they can Dated access. code or whatever else. Yeah. 
So um, I want you to go in and clean out those accounts. You don't need them. You don't want Facebook to have access to them. You sure don't want companies like Cambridge Analytica to have access to this information. Let's just clean them out. No, it sounds great. So this is like a social media spring clean for your accounts. So anyway, those are our seven steps. We are also going to list that in our show notes, which will be available at don'tclickonthat.com, and there will be a link to those show notes in um, the information of this podcast. Um, Don't forget to go and download my online security survival kit from don'tclickonthat.com. For free. In it, you will find lots of information on how to create a secure password, how to set up two-factor authentication on your accounts, and some really neat tools that will help you get there and give you some nice steps on breaking down how to get started because starting that process can be a little bit overwhelming. So this kit is made to make that less overwhelming and easier to do. Also, please go follow us on our social media accounts. We can be found at Don't Click On That on Facebook, Twitter, Instagram. The handle's the same, Don't Click On That. And please let us know what you think about this podcast. Wherever you're listening to it, leave us a review, whether it's uh, iTunes or Android, the Google Play Store. Let us know how we're doing. Let us know if there's any information you want to hear from us. What's working for you? What doesn't work for you? Because this is new for us. So we're definitely trying to work on this, make it better. Um, We want to listen to whoever's listening to us out there (laughs) on uh, what, what type of content we can bring to you. Yeah, no, and if you have any uh, firsthand personal stories about being hacked or uh, maybe experiencing some sort of social engineering gone bad, uh, definitely reach out and tell us about that because it's important for people to know that these things happen all the time to regular people and these stories can be really helpful in teaching others on how to protect themselves online. Yeah, we'd love to hear your stories. If you have anything like that, go to my contact form on my website and tell me all about it, and I'll reach out to you via email, and we can have a conversation about it. So, all right, guys, that was the podcast. Um, That was a solid second podcast. I think it was a good second podcast. We're still new at this, so we don't know what the third one's going to be about yet. Atlanta. We all got hacked. Maybe. We'll talk. (laughs) I'm still trying to wrap my head around that. All right. Well, thanks for listening, and have a great evening or day or morning, wherever you're at. Bye. (laughs) Bye. Bye.